Welcome to Second Opinion, the reviews show here on The Nexus. I am your host, Ian R. Buck, and today I will be reviewing the Light and Motion Urban 500 Bike Headlight. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash SO93. So, it's essential to be able to see what's in front of you when you're riding around in the dark, and also, it's essential to be seen by other road users. So, a bike headlight is definitely one of those things that everybody should have with them uh, whenever they're riding around. Uh, This particular headlight costs uh, about $50. And if we want to talk about the brightness, that's probably the first thing you're wondering about when it comes to a headlight. Uh, The Urban 500 maxes out at 500 lumens. It's a very nice naming convention. Thank you, uh, Light and Motion. Uh, So it's got four settings on it, um, three of them that just have a solid light at different brightnesses. Um, So I don't know what exactly the lumens are for the uh, second and third uh, settings, but the first one is just, you know, full, full capacity, 500 lumens. Um, And then the last mode is a pulsing mode. So uh, pulsing, I definitely believe is much better than like a blinking light um, because it still gets people's attention, um, but it's not going to blind anybody. Um, And they're also like, if you've got a flashing light, there are some instances where like you are invisible. Um, So if somebody just like glances over right at the moment when your light happens to be off, they won't see you. Um, But with a pulsing light, that's never a problem because the light is on the whole time. And you aren't in danger of like triggering an epileptic episode in anybody else who sees you going by. Uh, So in addition to the, uh, you know, headlight that uh, shines out the front of the light, um, it also has a couple of yellow uh, openings on the sides that let some of that light out, um, which uh, improves your visibility to those who are approaching you from the sides of your bike. The size of this unit, uh, it's nice and compact. It uh, weighs 121 grams, which is like, it's not as heavy as you would expect from like something that is probably like, I would expect that the body of this light is almost entirely lithium ion battery um, because, you know, the the light that it's uh, shining is pretty bright. And, you know, so it takes a lot of battery life, uh, a lot of battery capacity to power that for any extended amount of time. Speaking of battery life, um, so it lasts about uh, 90 minutes. Um, yeah, most of most days, uh, I, my commute is uh, about about half an hour in each direction. Um, so when we're you know in the winter months where I am commuting uh, in the dark in both directions, like I definitely make sure to uh, charge this light overnight every single night, um, which is kind of unfortunate. Like. It would be really nice to be able to to have a, a headlight where I don't have to do that every single night. Um, but there we are. Um, the if if you know that you're going to be uh, taking a ride um, that's you know longer than than that, um, you can use the of course the lower two brightness settings. Those will last a lot longer than uh, the highest setting, um, and also the the pulse setting lasts a heck of a lot longer. I accidentally stress tested that um which by which i mean like i forgot to charge this this uh headlight in the middle of the day um when it was about 16 degrees fahrenheit out uh, and i rode for two hours 
going out to a ski resort and then two hours on the way back. Um, and, uh, and I had this on the pulse setting the entire time and it lasted for the entire full four hours, uh, of that entire day. I have had some issues in like low temperature scenarios, uh, where, especially if I have it like at its fullest, uh, capacity brightness, um, where like the light will kind of flicker a few times and then like turn off periodically, um, because it's just like the unit is just too cold for the lithium ion batteries to be able to provide enough juice to the light to continue shining. Um, and uh, using using the light at like the lower brightnesses does mitigate this, but it doesn't completely solve the problem. So since I live in Minnesota and, you know, writing in cold temperature scenarios is uh, what I encounter for a good chunk of the year. Um, yeah, that's definitely uh, a, a knock against this product uh, in my book. Another knock against it is that it charges via micro USB, which, you know, I mean, it's 2020 and I'm trying to build a a world where all of my devices just charge via USB-C so that I only have to have one type of cable with me at any time. Um, But, uh, you know, a lot of these non-computer accessories and pieces of equipment uh, still use micro USB because it's cheaper. Durability. So this is an electronic device, so uh, waterproofness is probably going to be the most important thing uh, in in that uh, regard. So it's IP67 rated, which means that it is completely water sealed and also like um, sealed against uh, um, particulate matter. So yeah, I've never had any trouble with water damage with this thing. Um, it does have like uh, the the little cover that uh, seals up the micro USB port on the bottom. Um, it used to be kind of like attached to the body of the light um, via this little like, I don't know, this flap. Um, but the flap kind of broke. Um, so now I've got this, uh, this, this cover that like, I just need to make sure that I don't lose it while I'm charging the light. Um, and you know, I've been doing that for two years now and I haven't lost the, the little, uh, cover. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, another factor for durability is, uh, how likely is this thing to fall off of my bike? Um, the strap that holds it onto the handlebars is nice and secure. Uh, and for most of the time that I have had this light, um, every time that I need to like take it off to charge it or like take it off and, and take it with me, uh, when I leave my bike somewhere, um, I've always been like, undoing the strap from the handlebars and taking the entire unit with me. And I've always kind of like wished to myself like, oh man, it would be so nice if this, like the light unit could just like come off of the handlebar unit. Um, And I learned while I was writing the show notes for this episode that indeed it can come off of the strap. I just have never uh bothered to unscrew this little part that keeps it from uh sliding out and then detaching it from the strap so now that i know that i can do that i'm definitely going to be taking advantage of that feature from now on so final thoughts um 
I'm very satisfied with the brightness that uh, that these headlights give me. Um, I've never felt like, like very, very rarely have I felt like, oh man, I wish I could see farther. I wish that I had a uh, brighter light. Um, pretty consistently whenever I go to like, um, you know, large group rides or, or bike related events and people see how bright my uh, headlight is, uh, I get a lot of comments from people saying, wow, that's a really bright headlight. So I'm pretty satisfied with 500 lumens. Um, I don't feel like I would need to look for uh, a, a model that, that gets brighter than this. Um, as long as you are not doing like ultra marathon night rides or anything like that, um, this is a great option for a bike headlight. Um, I do wish that I had a headlight that lasted longer than this um, and that it did better in low temperatures than this one does. Um, so I'm thinking that like, you know, maybe when it comes time to replace this, I will maybe look into headlights that are like um, either wired into a wheel dynamo uh, or at least can be like plugged into an external battery um, or some other power source in order to like, you know, and, and have it still shine its light while it's drawing power from an external source. Um, I think that either one of those options would uh, solve those problems that I have. Thanks for listening to this episode of Second Opinion. I have been your host, Ian R. Buck. You can find me on Twitter as Ian R. Buck. This episode is released under a Creative Commons attribution license, so feel free to use any or all of it as you see fit, as long as you link back to the original page, which once again is thenexus.tv slash SO93. Uh, if you have thoughts about uh, headlights, maybe you've got one that you uh, would highly recommend, uh, please join us on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash TV. Second Opinion is supported by listeners like Quentin Pongratz, who voluntarily joined us on Patreon. If you would like to help out as well and get some cool perks along the way, you can find us at patreon.com slash TV. Until next time. Have a good one. The Nexus. The Nexus. The Nexus TV. Podcasts from, from the, the Technological, technological convergence. convergence. Technology is ever-evolving. It touches every part of our lives, both influencing and being influenced by society. I'm Ian Arbuck, and I know it's hard to stay on top of everything you need to know to live in this digital world. That's why, every month on The Extra Dimension, we explore a different aspect of the technological convergence. Find it on our website, thenexus.tv, or by searching for The Extra Dimension in your favorite podcast player.